Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone today, especially all of our guests. I see several guests today that I believe it's your first time, and we welcome you and are so glad to have you in service with us today. And if it is your first or your second time, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back of the sanctuary before you leave. And we have a small gift of appreciation to give you for being with us. If you're watching us online today, wherever you're joining us from, we pray that you are blessed by this service today as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter number 2. This past week, I, I, I uh, as I always attempt to do, waiting on direction from the Lord for what to preach, I, I, had, I received an email, and then I went to listen to a message that was from a conference just a couple of weeks ago in Singapore. And I found the same word, Sister Diane, being used. And I haven't been able to get away from that word. And so that's, that's what I want to preach to you this morning. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to start reading with verse number 8. And I, I realize that it's the holiday season. And this is a text related to that. But I haven't picked that or I'm not purposefully using that just because it's the holidays, but it's what the Lord has directed me to. So Luke 2 and verse number 8, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. That must be some bad fear, you're sore. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And I like this next part, which shall be to all people. It's not for a select group, it's not for a certain class, a certain race, it's for all people. For unto you, somebody say, that's me. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly, and suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And suddenly, 
and suddenly. I want to preach to you this morning for a few minutes. Suddenly. Suddenly. Father, I thank you for your presence that is in this place today. I thank you for what you have already done in this service. You have already touched hearts and lives in this place today. You've already given the greatest gift that could ever be given, and I thank you for that. And I pray, God, that you would continue to minister, and that now through your word, your spirit would speak to hearts and lives in this place today. God, we need more than a sermon to take up time in this service. We need a message that would come from you And I pray that that's what you would allow me to deliver this morning. I trust you and depend on you today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The New Testament is written in Greek, and the Greek word there for suddenly simply means of a sudden unexpectedly sudden sudden you know there's some words it just there's it just kind of something about the way the word sounds or so it just kind of sudden to me is kind of a sudden 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 is occurring or done quickly and unexpectedly or without warning Suddenly there was, with the angel, a multitude. Unexpectedly, out of nowhere, there was an angel. And then joining with that angel was a heavenly host. But the reason something happens suddenly is because, again, as a part of the Greek definition, it is unexpected. If if I walked up to you, Seth, and if I said, I am about to just to yell and scare you, and I say, All right, ready? One, two, three. Ah! What's, you didn't jump. What's the deal? Why? It was not unexpected. I told him in advance. I don't do it as often as I am tempted to do it. But every now and then, temptation overtakes me and the moment to surprise someone. I was just within the last couple of weeks, I, I out of anybody in the house, she's really not the one to do it to, but sometimes the opportunity, the moment arises and my wife was out of the bedroom doing something with the kids or something or other, and I had already laid down, and she knew I was laying down, and I just, I just had the urge. And I just kind of stood behind the door where it would swing. I didn't even have to say anything. I just all I did was smile. <gasps> It was unexpected. You, you scare somebody because it's unexpected. I, I've come to preach to you kind of, I guess, from two perspectives or two points today. 
that there are some things that I believe are going to happen in your life and in my life suddenly. Suddenly. Suddenly there was an angel and then there was a heavenly host. It was unexpected. On the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1, it says this, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all of the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them Utterance. Verse number 2 says, Suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Suddenly, unexpectedly, there came a sound from heaven. But again, it was unexpected for them. But the, the other part of the story is, they had spent ten days positioning themselves because Jesus had told them I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to tarry I want you to wait for the promise to be fulfilled I want you to wait for the outpouring of my spirit and so while it happened suddenly they also had spent some time in preparation for it they didn't know the exact morning it was going to happen. They, they didn't know what exact day it was going to be. But they had gone with faith that it was going to happen. And so I've come to tell somebody today, I believe that you are on the, ver- the verge of a suddenly in your life. That some of you got some things that are going to suddenly change. They are going to suddenly happen in your life. But the flip side is, they're really not unexpected. And they're really not just happening suddenly. Because while you did not know it or did not see it, God has been setting it up and preparing it. He's already got it planned when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen and how He's going to do it. You and I just don't know the moment. So my job and your job is to properly position ourselves in expectation. There is going to be a suddenly. I, I, I don't think I have to tell those of you that come here regularly this, but perhaps to a guest or a visitor today, we do not do what we do this morning. We... Do not do what we have done already this morning simply as a religious tradition, ritual, or habit. The psalmist said in Psalms 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. And then the next part says, Come before His presence with singing. So we don't sing at the start of a service 
just simply as a ritual or a habit. You may just do it as a ritual or a habit, but we do it because that is one of the ways by which we enter into his presence. I have not come today. I don't care what my position is here, but I have not come simply to go through the motions of a religious exercise. I have not come today to just be able to say, I fulfilled my religious duty and went to church. But I came today and I come every service with the expectation that I am going to encounter the presence of God. So I get there. Through singing, he said, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and enter into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. Why? For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. I want you to notice it does not say that the Lord does good, and He does. The Lord does good. But more importantly than the Lord doing good, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. So my job is to get positioned properly. My job is to get myself in the right place so that when the suddenly happens, I don't miss it. I wonder how many times we've missed some suddenly moments in our lives because we gave up on God and we questioned and we doubted if God was ever going to do it. And if we'd have just waited a little while longer, suddenly God would have stepped into your world and done exactly what you needed Him to do. Oh, hallelujah. They spent 10 days with the expectation. I don't know when. I don't know the exact moment. But at some point, if we'll be in the right place, doing what we are supposed to do, something is going to happen. Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46 And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. What kind of need do you have today? Some of you came this morning and this this is the kind of need you have. Jesus, I need something. Jesus, I'm here. I guess you may have a need, but if that's the extent of what your need drives you to do, 
it must not be much of a need. But Bartimaeus had a need. He didn't have a proper dignified way of getting the need met because he had too much desperation for his need. And he can't see, but he hears. Somebody said, Jesus is passing by. And Bartimaeus knew something about Jesus. And he knew what Jesus had done. And something rises up inside of him and says, This is my opportunity. And he begins to cry out, Jesus, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should go, that he should hold his peace. Need to settle down, Bartim. You're making a dis- disruption. You, you, you're distracting people. You're, you're, you're interrupting our flow. I, I've used this many times. I'll probably use it many times in the future. But I've been to a to a bunch of the Navy football games. And it's unlike most college football games. Most college football games, the fans are crazy. They stand from start to finish. And, and, and the midshipmen do actually usually stand the entire game. But the, the section that we usually sit in, we were there a couple of weeks ago, and the game was on, I mean, it was coming down to the very end. And we're, I mean, it's like they, they ended up winning on a literally a last-second field goal. And, I mean, we're trying to get up and see. And there's this guy, there's a couple of guys behind us that are yelling and fussing at everybody standing. We, we can't see. I thought to myself, then you should have stayed home with your TV. Gotten better views. couple of us finally, we moved seats because we were trying to see. That's kind of what, that's kind of what it was like with blind Bartimaeus. There was a few folks, listen, we, we came just simply out of curiosity just to see what Jesus might say or do. And you're, you're messing us up, Bartimaeus. You need to silence yourself. You need to be quiet. And instead of respecting what they had to say, the Bible said, he cried out the more, Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And forgive me for editing this verse in the context of this message, but suddenly, suddenly he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. I just believe there might be somebody today if you got a little bit of a blind Bartimaeus attitude and said I can't be silent I can't be still I am at a moment where I might be able to get what I need that you might just as well have a suddenly 
I'm preaching to some people this morning. You've been going through some things for a long time. Some of you have been in some things you've been dealing with for a long time. And I've come to tell you today, it might not actually be this morning, but I've come to tell you that I believe you are on the verge of a suddenly where God reaches down into your world and suddenly turns it around. Luke chapter 18, verse number 2. Saying, there was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. Why wasn't it that he would not for a while? Because she hadn't quite pestered him Enough. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, understand I've got no sympathy, no compassion. I have no compassion for this woman and her situation. But because of the fact she won't leave me alone. This widow troubleth me. I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God, and shall not God avenge his own elect? Which cried day and night unto him, though he bear long with them. I tell you that he will avenge them suddenly. He will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Most of my life when I've heard this verse, it's been used in the context of the rapture, the second coming. And when Jesus comes back, is he going to find faithful people, believing people? And I think you can apply it to that, but I don't think that's the primary application. Primary application of that is, what is it you're dealing with? What are you going What's the situation that you're in? Because in your situation, Brother Lewis, God has a divinely appointed moment. The question is not whether He's going to show up. Oh, hallelujah. The question is not whether He's going to show up. That's not the question. The question is, are you going to be there? When he shows up. He said when the son of man comes. Is there going to be somebody that no matter what it looks like. No matter what it feels like. No matter what they've been going through. No matter how bad it's been. That when I show up to do what I'm planning to do. That they're still going to be waiting with faith and expectation. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. See, because here's the truth of the matter. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse number 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Which none of the princes of the world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If the devil had really understood what was going on, he would have never had Jesus crucified. He didn't understand. If they had known it, they would have never crucified the the Lord of glory. And here, here's verse. Here it is, verse nine. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear. Heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath. What tense is the word hath? Hath is past tense. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. Is there anybody today that loves Jesus? (laughs) Notice, notice, I want you to notice there is absolutely no quantification of how much you love Him that it just says to those that love Him. So one more time, is there anybody today that you can say, I love Jesus? If you love Jesus, then He has already prepared things that you have not seen, you have not heard, you have not experienced it, but He's already got it planned out. So back to my initial verse, and that word that I focused on this morning, the suddenly is only for you and I. It's only, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Anybody ever had one of those moments? Oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, it seems like more often than not, they're, they're kind of negative, unexpected. But there have been, been some good, unexpected moments in my life. Whoa, what? I didn't expect that. How'd that, where'd that come from? Man, just out of nowhere. See them ain't those, those shepherds are out there taking care of their sheep, and suddenly there's an angel, and then joining him is a choir. But but let's rewind the video a few moments, because prior to their suddenly, God had said, "Hey fellas, I don't know if angels are fellas or not, but that's an easy way to say it." <laughs> Hey, dudes, I got an assignment. 
Of course, the bottom line is really this. Long before even that moment. Because God is omnipotent. And we always seem to use that in the context of space. God fills all space, and He does. But He's not just filling all space. He fills all time. He's not bound by time like you and I are. And so long before that moment, he had already planned out that on this night, at this moment, you guys are going to sing. There's going to be some shepherds that aren't expecting it, but I'm planning it. Anybody today you've ever had, some of you, it's way more than one, I know, but I'll just make it. I'll make it simple. Anybody ever had something good or bad that surprised you in your life? Unexpected. Good or bad. I wasn't expecting that. Whoa. Do you realize that in all of time and throughout all eternity, God has never been looking down on the earth and going, <gasps> I did not expect that. How did how did that happen? Not one single time. Because he's already got it worked out. He's already got it figured out. Said this to Somebody just the other day, I've used this analogy many times preaching, but the last couple of weeks, it's actually the weekend after thanks, the weekend of Thanksgiving is when it kind of started. We went away for a couple of days and somebody bought a puzzle and while we were away, Esther and Nathaniel were working on putting that puzzle together. I think it was a 750 piece puzzle and they put it on the table, dumped it all out and they got it. And, and they were they were finishing it up, and they got down to the end. And when they got to the end, there was about three pieces missing. Nice. In that moment, who cared that we have seven hundred and forty-seven pieces? Then <laughs> they they we found one. A couple moments later, found another one. But then that. I mean, you would think 749, you'd be, that'd be enough, right? 749 pieces. What's one piece? I'll tell you what that one piece was. That one piece was, a, was Nathaniel getting irritated. I think Esther kind of let it go a little bit, but he was, he was not happy. We finally... I, we were digging through stuff. I finally, there was, there was a bag, Timothy's bag of stuff. And have y'all looked in that bag? I don't remember if it was yes or no, but started emptying that bag of stuff out. Sure enough, got knocked off the table and fell in the bag and put that last piece. And it's now complete. You understand that every every piece, every piece, every piece 
of your life has been purposefully designed by God. They bought a thousand piece puzzle. After that, it's now on the table in the basement in the process of being assembled. You pick up a piece. You pick up a piece. First of all, you pick up one piece and there's 999 other pieces sitting there. That one piece seems to be so insignificant. And then you look at that one piece and its shape and whatever happens to be on that piece and you're like, you know what, this seems to not have any, I mean, yeah, I see the box and maybe it can go there, but really it just just doesn't. And yet, that piece has a purposefully designed place in the puzzle. God has a way of taking all the random pieces of our lives and putting them together. Paul said it like this way, this said it this way in Romans 8.28, and we know We don't hope, we don't wish, we're not dreaming. We know that a few things. That a couple of things. That most things. That the majority of things. I wish I hear some of you saying it, but I wish I heard somebody say it with a little more confidence and faith. All things. All things. Why? Because eye has not seen and ear has not heard and it has not entered into the hearts of man that the things that God has already prepared for them that love Him. And so I've come to tell you, while there may be a suddenly moment waiting on you, God has actually got it all planned out and it's all orchestrated and He knows exactly when, where, how He's going to do it. And so you've just got to be patient and properly positioned so that when He does it, you haven't given up on Him. Just I, I I know if you're a guest today and you don't really know me, you'll just have to hopefully take my word for it. I, I've, I've done my best in my 20 plus years of preaching. I don't want to just hype people up. I don't want to just get people excited to get people excited. I want to tell the truth. Amen. So I'm not trying to just hype somebody up today. But I believe with all of my heart, it may be one person. It might just be one single person. But I believe that somebody is in this place today and you are on the verge of a suddenly moment in your life. 
where there's some things you've been dealing with, there's some things you've been battling, there's some things you've been going through, and you're wondering if they're ever going to end, if they're ever going to change. Is God ever going to do it? Is God ever going to help me? Is God ever going to show up? And I've come to tell you this morning, there's about to be a suddenly moment in your life. It's going to be unexpected for you, but it's not unexpected for Him because He's got it all planned out. Job said, all the days of my life will I wait for my change. Now, if you read that verse, I think in the primary application of that verse, he's talking about eternity, but I I think you can apply it to more than just eternity. He said, I'm going to wait for my change because my change will come. I know where I'm at right now. I know what it looks like right now. I know what I'm going through. I know what I've lost. I know everything I've suffered, but I'm going to wait because my change will come. Paul said it this way. When you've done all you can, when you've done everything you know how to do, when you tried every option you know how to try, at the end of it all, just make up your mind to stand and keep standing because God knows exactly where you are. Job also said it like this. I looked for him in front of me and I couldn't find him. I looked for him behind me and I couldn't see him. I went on the left hand where he was working and I couldn't find him. I went on the right hand and he wasn't there either. And so while I can't find him, he knows where I am. So I think I'm just going to wait. Because my change is on the way. It's not going to stay like this. It's not going to always be like this. This is not the rest of the story for my life. At some point, there's going to be a suddenly. And I'm going to be waiting for that moment when it happens. What if, what if on day nine... What if on day nine, Peter would have said to the rest of the 120 gathered in that upper room, you know what, we've been here for nine days and nothing's happened. We've been, we've been, you know, we have learned. If you haven't learned, if you've got extended family, if you've got siblings and growing families, nieces, nephews, and some of them are here and they can, but they know it's the truth too, so I don't have to. We we learned when when, when all the kids were young on my my wife's side of the family. There's there's uh, how many total grandkids is that? Um, I, ten grandkids on hers. And I mean, they're like they're age wise, they're stacked. And I mean, fifteen years ago, we'd get together. You got a house full of toddlers and. Oh my word! And everybody's like, you know what? We haven't seen each other. Everybody live in different states. We haven't seen each other all year long. We need to get together for a week and just spend a week together and enjoy one another's come. Finally, after a couple of years, somebody got the revelation: shorter 
is much better. Because, you know, after a couple days, I, I, we, were with, we were with someone a couple days ago, my wife and I, and they, they, they got a big family gathering for Christmas. They said, well, when we were young, when years ago, it was all the kids that were fussing and arguing. Now it's all the adults. I've never, I, I can honestly say, I've, I've never gotten, not one day I've ever gotten tired of my wife and my four kids. But, I can't, I can't say that everybody else, I'm alright with being with them 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And I just, I got to imagine, I don't know how big the room was, but 120 people. I, 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 I doubt it was probably, you know, I don't, it probably wasn't as big as this. 120 people. I got, I got to think they reached the point, they're like, you know, this was all great seven days ago, eight days. This was good when we first showed up with excitement. But I can't stand the way you pray. Would you please shut up? Your voice is like fingers on a chalkboard. You gotta stop. What if on day number nine they'd have said, I'm done. I give up. We've been putting up with this for too long. Not knowing that in just a few hours, suddenly, suddenly, something unexpected for them but pre-planned by God was about to happen. Do you understand? Do you really believe? That wherever you are right now, whatever you're going through, before you ever got in it, God already planned the way out. Whatever you're facing today, whatever you're going through, before you ever got in it, God already had it figured out. He's not doing anything on the fly. God's not figuring it out as He goes. He's got it all worked out and figured out. And if you'll just stay in the right position, and if you'll just keep trusting and believing, and if you can't do anything else but stand, keep standing. There's about to be a suddenly that God is going to step into your world and turn it around. said of that unjust judge and that widow I don't know how long it was she had to bother him I don't know how long it was she had to keep going back knocking on his door help me 
please help me. Please. I don't know how long it was, but the response was when he finally decides to do it, speedily. And I don't care how long you've been going through whatever it is you're going through. Some of you sit here in financial difficulties today. I don't care how long it's been going on. I can tell you today with absolute confidence. When God decides it's the time, the moment, the place, it's not going to take Him as long to get you out of it as it took you to get in it. But in just a moment, He's able to turn it all around. Stand if you would, please. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Brother Wright, you don't, you don't understand how long I've been going through. You don't understand how bad it is. No, I, I don't, and I don't need to. Because I'm not the one you're counting on to bail you out of it. I'm not the one you're counting on to fix it. But the one that matters knows exactly what you're going through and how bad it is and how much trouble you got and how long it's been going on. But that one has already planned exactly the way. I realize some here today, you don't participate in Christmas and giving gifts and all that, and I respect that. And at my house, we participate not as a not out of the birth of Jesus Christ because he wasn't born on December 25th but we just use it as a time to focus on our family and spending time together and we buy gifts for each other because just like to show an expression of appreciation and love when my kids open presents on Christmas morning the reason they're going to open those presents is because days and weeks and perhaps even a few times months in advance plans steps were taken so that on that day at that moment it would be ready oh, I'm, I'm sorry for the simplicity I, I know I'm not wowing you this morning with my theological depth I've come to tell somebody today there's something you may not see it you may not you may not recognize it and you probably a lot of times don't even feel it but in the midst of all of that God is purposefully executing his plan to bring you to a suddenly suddenly for you not suddenly for him because he's got it all planned out exactly what when where how he's got it all figured out I wonder if you would right where you're standing just close your eyes for a moment I'd like to give an, in, an invitation this morning because I believe there's some folks in this place today you're you're going through stuff. You're dealing with stuff. And maybe there's somebody today, you're on the verge of giving up. Because you've about decided, I've been in this so long, it hasn't changed, and I don't think it's ever going to change. And if it does change, it's going to take so long before it changes. I don't think I can wait around for that. But the Spirit of the Lord would, first of all, like to confirm to you today, I, I got this. 
I got it. I got it all under control. I got it all planned out and I'm working it all out. And so there can be peace no matter what the circumstances are. So rather than giving up, rather than throwing in the towel, allow the Spirit of the Lord to help you today. That If today is not the day, I'm going to stay in the right position. I'm going to stay in the right frame of mind with the expectation that at some point there's going to be a suddenly moment in my life where God steps in and begins to turn it all around. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if nothing else, just out of respect for those around you. If you're here today and that's what you need, if you're here today and you're in need of a suddenly moment, I believe it can happen for somebody right now. I believe God can do it for somebody right now. But I also believe if He doesn't do it for you at this very moment, He can give you the assurance and the peace today to know that He's going to do it. And you don't have to fear and you don't have to worry and you don't have to doubt. He's got it all planned. So I invite you, if you would, if that's you, if that's what you're in need of today, would you step out of your seat? Would you step down to the front this morning? Whatever it is exactly you need from the Lord, I believe He can do that for you right now. If it's you today that's about to have a suddenly moment, then I invite you to come have that. But again, if it's not your suddenly moment this morning, then at least God can give you the assurance. That it's all planned out. It's all worked out. He's got it all under control. In the name of Jesus, if I could get some folks to help me right now, if you don't need to respond for yourself, if you'd be sensitive to the Spirit of the Lord right now and let Him lead you. In the name of Jesus. God, there's not a person in this place today that you don't know every single detail of their life. You know every circumstance that's going on. God, You knew what they were going to be going through before they knew. You knew what was going to happen before they knew it happened. Before they experienced it. But You've also planned it all out, God. That it's all going to work according to Your plan. God, I believe there's some suddenly moments for some lives in this place today. God, I believe you've got some suddenly moments planned for some lives in this place where seemingly out of nowhere, unexpectedly on our part, God, you're going to step in turn some things around do some things in just a moment that seem to be impossible things in a moment that we thought would never happen but you've got it all in control you've got the answer you've got the solution you've got the way of nothing nothing is impossible nothing is impossible with you God no matter how big it is, no matter how great the problem, challenge, difficulty I'm facing, no matter how great the need is, God, nothing is impossible with you. Nothing is impossible for you. I'm going to wait, God. You're going to show up, so I'm going to wait. You're not going to abandon me. You haven't forsaken me. You're not neglecting me. 
you're going to show up. My change is going to come. My change is going to come. My change is going to come. Because it's you who gives me In the name of Jesus. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. Oh, I'm living. I'm not going to walk by sight. I'm not going to walk based on what I can see with my natural eye, but I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk by faith, God, that you're going to show up in my life. And it may be unexpectedly on my part, but it's all planned out on your part. It may be suddenly for me, but it's not suddenly for you. You've got it all planned. You've got it all worked out, God. So I trust you. I'm going to stay positioned, waiting and believing, trusting that you're going to work it out for my good. I'm going to live by what I see. Oh, yes. I'm not going to live by what I feel. I'm going to live by what I'm going to live by faith in what your word says. I'm going to live by faith in your word, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You can do anything. Oh, you can do anything. Nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is too hard for you. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Through you, Lord. Through you, Lord. Through you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh, nothing, nothing is impossible. Absolutely nothing is impossible for you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I believe, I believe. Oh, yes, I do, Lord. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe. I believe, I believe. No matter what it looks like, I believe. I believe, I believe. No matter what it feels like, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I do. I believe, I believe. Yes, I do, Lord. I believe, I believe. Oh, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. Oh, I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe. Oh, I believe. I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. I believe, Lord. I believe, I believe in you. Through you, I can do anything. Oh, I can do 
all things. Cause it's you who gives I know there strength. are folks that are still praying. If you need to go or want to go, you're welcome to. You, blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. 